Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. All right, good afternoon. It is a final from Kauffman Stadium as the Royals lose again. Final score 13 to 10. What an absolutely ridiculous afternoon of baseball. Our phone lines are open for you 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. That's also the text line number and I have a very simple question for you following this 13 to 10 defeat. Good day or bad day, Royals fans? I'm dead serious. If you were listening to last night's postgame show, I, I, I made it very clear. Give me that type of effort twice a week and I'm happy. No, give me that type of performance twice a week and I'm happy. They did it again today. So I'm happy. This was a good day. You disagree all you want. I would love to hear your rationale as to why it's a bad day. Oh, you wanted the Royals to be 9-23 and 23 instead of 8-24? and 24? Get real. Who cares? Who cares? Season's been a wrap for about a week now, in my opinion. Now, once the calendar flipped to May, I felt a little bit more comfortable saying uh, or, or waving the white flag. Yeah, yeah, I showed up hoping that the Royals would win. But what, what, what? We're mad at Jordan Lyles and Aroldis Chapman? Aroldis Chapman's going to be gone in about two months. Jordan Lyles is a place a placeholder, a filler, a guy that just is supposed to eat up innings. And he gave you five today. I don't care about Jordan Lyles. I don't care about Aroldis Chapman. The season's about what, what, what? Evaluating, right? This is the evaluation season of 2023. All I want to see from this team is reasons for hope for the future. If Jordan Lyles comes out and shoves, if Aroldis Chapman continues to put up zeros, that means nothing for the 2024 Royals. Sure, yes, Aroldis Chapman's going to be traded. You want his trade value to be high, but it's still a two-month rental. Let's not kid ourselves and act as if he's going to bring some sort of a haul in return. Get real. 
Now, I think this was a good day today because of what Michael Massey did, because of what Michael Garcia did and Bobby Witt Jr. and Vinny Pasquantino. Guys, if you've been listening to this station at all, dating back to spring training, I mean, I'm sending out distress signals from Surprise Arizona letting everyone know, man, this is not looking good. This pitching depth does not appear to be present. An offseason where your big acquisitions are the aforementioned Jordan Lyles, Aroldis Chapman, and Ryan Yarbrough. You know, once Chris Bubich goes down, I mean, the writing's on the wall. Shoot. Man, dating back to spring training, all you heard from this organization was, well, we're evaluating, yeah, yeah, we'd like to win more games, but it's about setting ourselves up for the future. Now, while that made me want to puke in the month of April, now that we're in May... I guess I have a easier time embracing it because I'm certainly not going to sit here and bang my head against the wall and get upset when they lose. Now, the only time I'm getting upset for the rest of the season, the remaining 130 games, only time I'm getting upset is when the 23, 24, 25 year olds disappoint. You know, MJ Melendez, Nick Prado, big opportunity there in the sixth inning. A big opportunity with real big league pressure. You know, a lot of things can fool you in this game. MJ Melendez, box score says he went three for five with a pair of doubles and a run scored. That's a terrific day in the paper, in the box score. But MJ's leadoff double in the second inning, the Royals were already down 5 nothing. That's not real big league pressure. When he hits the one-out double in the third inning, Royals are still down 8-3. to That's not real big league pressure. When he hits the leadoff single in the fifth inning, Royals are down 8-6. Okay, so you're starting to get something going here. Yeah, okay, but it's nobody's in run. You know, runners aren't in scoring position. This isn't a a big A-B. You're trying to set the table for the guy behind you, and Melendez got the job done there in the fifth. But in the sixth, with the team down 8-7, down only one run, bases juiced, and only one out, MJ Melendez goes down swinging. That's a big spot. That's big league pressure. That's everyone in the stadium, everyone in both dugouts, locked in on you. Melendez goes down swinging at a sweeper. Nick Prado then follows. He strikes out on a slider. A lefty comes in out of the bullpen, shuts down the two 2017 draft picks in MJ Melendez and Nick Prado. That's why I didn't mention Nick Prado. Didn't mention MJ Melendez. When I went through why to me this was a good day. Massey, 25 years old. Garcia, 23 years old. Bobby Wood Jr., 22 years old. And Vinny Pasquantino, 25 years old. Positive days for those four. Sure, it's a loss, but all we've been doing is losing. I slide it on like a nice robe. Starting to get real comfortable with this feeling. I hate to say it, but it's true, isn't it? You correct me if I'm wrong. 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Let's start off with Will, who's leaving Kauffman Stadium. Will, what'd you think of the 13-10 defeat at the hands of the O's? 
Hey, Vern, Will here. Thanks for taking my call as always. You know, I thought that game had a lot of good and a lot of bad in it. Uh, I'm going to start off with the good. Um, you know, when things looked bleak early on, the young bats did not did not quit. Um, it was really good to see them, you know, heat up there and come back and even take the lead in that game. Uh, you know, that's very promising to see. Uh, and like you said, this is an evaluation year, but I think it's also got to be an evaluation year for Matt Quattrero too. And I really question a lot of his decision-making. Vinny Pasquantino has been playing a very solid first base this year, and you pull him from that ball game so you can put Hunter Dozier in left field, who's not even a good outfielder. You're better with Nick, Nick Prado and Vinny Pasquantino on that field. And then who comes up? As the tying run in the bottom of the ninth. You knew that was coming, Will. You knew that was coming. The worst batter in the last three years in Major League Baseball. He's not a big league ball player, Vern. I never want to see him on my field again. And the fact that Mac Quattrero is going to put him in that ball game calls to question everything he's going to do. Hunter Dozier could be in the NPB, he could be in the KBO, he could play for the freaking Savannah Bananas, but he's not playing for any other major league program. And the fact that Q is going to put him in that game makes me irate. Thanks, Vern. Thank you. You saw that coming, though, didn't you? Once Michael Massey drew the walk in the ninth inning, I looked over at Annie Rogers of MLB.com and said, you, this is coming down to Dozier. Dozier's going to come to the dish, two outs, game on the line, and uh, and I hope for the best. That's what I said to her. I said, I hope for the best. That's exactly, that's verbatim what I said. Nothing else, nothing worse, nothing pessimistic. I was very, very positive. Listen, I understand if some of you think this was a bad day. I, I you know, if, if, if you dialed into this game today or tuned in or showed up, if you were one of the 11,000 in attendance today, yeah, we all wanted them to win. But when you give up a free 90 feet 22 times, you have no business being in the game. The fact that they only lost by three runs is shocking. Nine walks, three wild pitches, five stolen bases allowed. You hit a dude. You had a two-base error and a balk. That is 22 free 90 feet. Here, take an extra base 22 times in a nine-inning game. I mean, add up the bases, four times five is 20. You gave up five and a half runs for free here. Five and a half runs, Baltimore, third best record in Major League Baseball. Of course you lost. You should have lost by a lot more than three. 22? A free 90 feet 22 times? That's pathetic. And yet, it's guys that aren't going to be here in a couple of years. So what are we going to do? Really get upset that Jordan Lyles let us down today? That Aroldis Chapman for the second straight time when pitching on back-to-back days doesn't have it? By the way, 
Don't pitch Aroldis on back-to-back days anymore. No more. He is solely a trade asset. Treat him as such. I mean, I appreciate trying to win games, but let's get real. What does it matter? Let's go to Josh in Kansas City. Josh, you're on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals drop the rubber game to Baltimore 13-10. to Hey, Vern, I just wanted to call in and uh, ask you, like, what your uh, future, like, pitching rotation might consist of with uh, Brady Singer kind of struggling the past couple starts. And uh, I know I saw Grinky last night uh, go five innings throw 44 pitchers or something like that. But yeah. just want to get your thoughts on what the pitching looks like, the bullpen even. Um, so, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Well, this year uh, – <laughs> uh... Actually, what I find interesting about the pitching staff is next year's rotation. Opening day, 2024. Who's in your opening day rotation? Okay, Brady Singer, no doubt. Jordan Lyles will be in the final year of his contract, so he's right now your number two. Brady's your ace. Jordan Lyles is your number two. Uh Daniel Lynch hasn't pitched in the big leagues yet this season because of that rotator cuff injury. So I hate to really pencil his name in, but where else am I going? Granke's a free agent. Keller's a free agent. Bubich is out for at least a year. So he's not going to be ready on opening day. Okay, so Daniel Lynch, who hasn't thrown a pitch in the big leagues this year, he's your number three next year. Jonathan Heasley, the, the, the Austin Cox kid you watched today. You guys remember Angel Zerpa? Maybe him? No, this conversation, Josh, is why I'm willing to ask the difficult questions. I mean, of myself as a Royals fan. If we all agree that if you can't pitch, you can't win, right? We all agree on that. Can't pitch, can't win. Who's pitching next year? Uh, unless unless you think this organization's going to go out and sign two starting pitchers along with the amount of bullpen arms that would be necessary to form a, a, a good enough pitching rotation to compete? They needed that this year, and they went out and got Jordan Lyles, Aroldis Chapman, and Ryan Yarbrough. Jordan Lyles, a, a journeyman, innings eater. Aroldis Chapman, who was sent home by his last team. And Ryan Yarbrough, who was given away by his, and the only team he's ever known. Ray said, no, we're done with you. And when the Rays say they're done with you, you should probably listen. I don't, I don't mean to run over Ryan Yarbrough. He's... He's Ryan Yarbrough, just like Jordan Lyles and Aroldis Chapman. This is who they are. I don't expect them to spend a lot of money this offseason. So if you're not going to acquire the type of pitching that you need via free agency, are you going to do it via trade? Who are you going to trade? So, no, I think we all need to ask ourselves the difficult questions like, are you ready to trade Brady Singer? Now, sure, his trade value is taking a hit in the first month of the season, but I don't think that will be difficult to build back up. Do you trade Vinny Pasquantino? 
Salvador Perez. If you can't pitch this year, you can't pitch next year, you're not going to win this year or next year. So what, we're going to hang on to Vinny Pasquantino until he's about to turn 28? Listen, if you want to turn this thing around, if you want to emulate Cleveland and Tampa, you need to be proactive and you need to be right with your decisions. Can't drag it out and go, well, we're going to hang on to Whit Merrifield for a few more years and then we'll move him when he's a fourth outfielder, a utility infielder. Got to be proactive. Got to be ahead of the curve. Got to know when your stocks are going to tank and get rid of them before they tank. Listen, I'm not saying it's easy. I do not envy Uh, J.J. Piccolo or this front office, but that's the job. Sorry, you got to be right. So to answer your question, the pitching, I don't feel good about it this year, and I don't feel good about it next year. So you you guys want to start talking about 2025? Does that interest anybody? I didn't think so. Let's go to Roy in Kansas City. Roy, you're on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals drop the finale to Baltimore 13-10. to Josh, man, what's up? What's um, up listen, I am right there with you. I think today was a great day uh, just for where we're at right now. But we can't – I don't know if this is what the organization is trying to do or not, but we can't win the way we won in 2015. And, you know, man – I just wanted to ask, what do you think needs to change, whether it's on an organizational level or on the field long-term, not a, not a little short-term patch like, uh, like signing a guy like Yarby is? Like what, what needs to change for consistent winning here in KC? Thanks. Yeah, well, honestly, and, and this might not uh, hit the ears the way uh, you, you, maybe I intended to, but I do think the, the proper steps are being taken to build a sustainable winner in Kansas City. My issue is, and what I'm fearful of, is we're at the very beginning of a rebuild. Even though, yeah, the, the rebuild in Kansas City started in 2018, J.J. Piccolo, John Sherman's rebuild started last trade deadline, the moment J.J. took over as the head guy. So, so what needs to happen? You need a lot of talent. You need two, three starting pitchers, uh, two, three relievers. You need a consistent bat or two in the middle of the lineup. You need Bobby to become not a superstar, but you need him to become a the type of force that Vinny Pasquantino is consistently with his at-bats. That's what you need from Bobby. Need consistency from MJ. Need Drew Waters to get up here as Kyle Isbell is going to be out multiple weeks now with that hamstring strain. Now that's just my opinion. Nothing official from the team. But yeah, you're, you're, I mean, you're likely to see what, Nate Eaton now? Jackie Bradley Jr. getting everyday reps in center field? One of those two? The big picture that the team, yeah, it, this isn't getting better. Certain aspects can get better and that's why I called today a good day because of what Michael Massey did Michael Massey came through with some big plate appearances Massey in the fifth inning with the team uh, down two two outs 
and a man on. Massey turns on a 1-2 offering and hits an RBI double to right center field. Now that had some real big league pressure on it. Massey comes to the dish again in the seventh inning with his team trailing by one and draws a seven-pitch walk. Draws another eight-pitch walk in the ninth inning. That's encouraging what I saw from Michael Massey. Happy with what I saw from Bobby Witt Jr. Three for five, a double, an RBI, a walk, and some sensational defense at shortstop. Bobby backhands a grounder from the speedy Cedric Mullins in the sixth. I don't know how he made that throw across his body. I don't know how Vinny made that stretch at first base. And then just the very next frame, Bobby stabs a bullet on a short hop off of the bat of Adley Rutschman. Those are the things that need to happen. Bobby needs to continue to prove to be a true five-tool player. We're starting to see it of late. Michael Garcia continues to hit, continues to give you solid plate appearances, shows some headiness on the base paths as he steals third in the seventh inning. And then, of course, the best, well, the second best hitter on the team right now. I still got to give Salvi all the credit in the world. But Vinny Pasquantino, how about that two-out RBI single in the fourth inning? This game was over, right? Royals are down uh, 6-1. No, they're down 8-1 as we go to the bottom of the third. They're down by seven runs before their nine hitter even came to the dish. And yet, the Royals plug away and Vinny plates the sixth run of the game. Just like that, a seven-run deficit has been cut to two. So, yeah, to me, it's a good day. It's a good day because what matters? Those individuals performed well. And the reasons why you lost? Jordan Lyles, Aroldis Chapman. Yeah, goofy play from MJ Melendez. Wasn't sure, do I want a basket catch this? Should I catch it normally like most outfielders would? Yeah, big two-base error for MJ Melendez in the first inning. That just moments later is followed by a pipe shot to Anthony Santander that he destroyed. So, yeah, MJ not the best uh, defensive afternoon. Also not the best offensive afternoon despite a three-hit day. But for the guys that matter, there were more positives than negatives. Again, I know you wanted to see win number nine. Sorry, they're 8-24, and 24, not 9-23. and 23. Set out to Lawrence and talk with Cody. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Cody, appreciate the phone call. Go ahead. Josh, thanks for taking it. Uh, loved your show. Um, thanks for taking the call. Um, I want to say, uh, obviously agree that today was a big success. Our young lineup showed a ton of resilience, you know, being down 8-1 to one so early in the game. And even, you know, at the bottom of the ninth, you know, showing some life. Um, however, um, I mostly kind of wanted to champion what you were saying about, you know, who cares if we're, you know, 9-23 and 23 or 8-24. and 24. It's really ancillary at this point um, because, as you mentioned, you know, Jordan Wiles was brought here to eat up innings. Aroldis Chapman is obviously a future trade yeah. bait piece. So I, I don't – and, again, I, I, I'm as guilty as any Royals fan of having Hopium and, you know, looking at a lineup, a prospective roster, and saying we could be great, we could be great, but let's be real. We're not going to be good this year 
or next year until our farm system uh, of pitchers, Mazzucato, Lacey, namely, show some very serious, um, you know, upgrades in, in their production. So, right. anyways, um, my main question for you was, obviously, Chapman is a trade piece. What do you think our value could be for someone like Chapman saying that he stays on this kind of trajectory? Hmm. Interesting. Thanks for the phone call, Cody. Man, that's still at least two months, a month and a half, two months away. Uh, For for two months of Andrew Benintendi, you got three pitchers. Um... Yeah, that, that's just such a tough question to answer because I, I, I don't know how many other teams with top-notch relievers or setup men are going to be sellers at the deadline. Right, You look up in Chicago, right, the White Sox. We'll, we'll see what Liam Hendricks can do as he has that miraculous comeback. Now, Liam Hendricks appears to be, well, like, I covered him here in Kansas City. Was a great guy then. Uh, still appears to be a great guy. Still appears to be a, a solid clubhouse guy as well. If I'm a contending team, I'll take the good clubhouse guy over the strikeout machine that was sent home last year. No, Roll this outside of uh, the performance that we've seen. Doesn't have a ton going for him. What does HUD always say? You're either a fountain or a drain? I'm certainly not going to call Aroldis a drain. I don't know if he's necessarily a a fountain. I think you can get one piece for Aroldis Chapman. Uh, Maybe a a proven double-A piece and then a lottery ticket. Nothing that's going to alter this organization. In my opinion, you're not going to, in my opinion, you're not going to get the type of return for a Roldis that you did for even Andrew Benintendi. Furthermore, if you're a championship team, do, do you view a Roldis as your closer, as your eighth inning guy, as your seventh inning guy? And how much are you willing to part for that? Shoot. Can you be a contender looking to add at the deadline if you don't already have a closer? I don't think so. If you're looking to add, you're looking to bolster your bullpen. He becomes an eighth-inning guy, a seventh-inning guy. What are you really willing to part with for that? So, again, I'm not getting my hopes up that, uh, yes, you'll trade him. You'll get something for him, but more than likely, it's you're hoping for lightning in a bottle. More than likely, it's a lottery ticket. You want something that's going to alter your franchise? That's going to put you in a better place for 2025? Trade Vinny. Trade Brady. Trade Salvi. Let's go to Reggie in Anaheim. Reggie, you're on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals fall to 8-24. and 24. Yeah, man, I just got two really quick points. Um, the, the first one is, why, why in the hell are we even talking about trading our young court? And here's what I mean when I say that, Burns. We're just going to keep doing 
this this uh, merry-go-round of death every no, two or three but years. Reggie, real quick, I'll let you finish. Let me just ask you this, because if you're going to go the route of Tampa and Cleveland, which is obviously what this organization is doing, or you don't make the type of changes they did this offseason, it, it's not, oh, we're doing the same thing. It's, J.J., you got to win these trades. That's what Cleveland does. They draft and develop, and they win trades. That's what Tampa does. They win trades uh, in the margins. They win the big trades. They win the small trades. We're not giving the front office or ownership a pass. If you're going to move these guys, you got to win those moves. Right, but 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 where, where's our where's our baseball team located at, Bert? Kansas it's, City, it's Missouri. Kansas, Kansas City, exactly. We're not we're not Cleveland. We're not we're not Tampa. Um, here's my solution. But what does that mean? What does that mean, Reggie? What, what, I'm, t- I'm about to tell you what it means. Okay. All right, all right. Draft and F and develop, dude. I, I, personally, bro, I, I don't I don't want to see trading away young pieces, getting some new. We're just doing the same thing we did. Let's just watch rinsing and repeating. Let's take one thing at a time, bro. Let's, let's just try to develop. But Reggie, they didn't own. trade. They, they've never been aggressive outside of the Will Myers trade when it comes to parting with the prospect. And I, not, and that's not to me. That's not the solution now. Like like bailing on Bobby Witt, uh, uh, MJ. Well, I didn't say uh, Bobby uh, or MJ. I didn't, I, I'm with you on okay. that. I, I don't. I don't think okay. you could get the type of return that they would that I would need to part with either one of those two. All right, I'm, I'm cool with Chapman. I'm cool. I, I don't want to touch Pasquantino. I don't want to touch MJ, and I don't want to touch Bobby. I feel like you got to leave something in the cupboard. Now, my uh, my solution to the issue though is, is Tennessee has two uh, stud right hand arms, Chase Dolander and uh, Chase Burns, the two chases. Go out, get one of one of two of those guys, and begin to actually. You say win trade. I say win. On draft night. Okay, but Reggie, the by the time those guys get to the big leagues, how old is Vinny Pasquantino and how many years does he have remaining in Kansas City when you could surround these Tennessee guys you're talking about with more talent that you get in return for a guy that, keep in mind, is going to turn 26 on October 10th, will hit free agency at the age of 31. It's very similar to where you were with Whit Merrifield, with Hunter Dozier, and, and can you promise me that this isn't the peak for Vinny right now, a 900 OPS hitting everything in sight, playing a solid first base. Respectfully, Bird, I would I would also say you can't promise me that by by uh, by trading uh, 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 Vinny or or Maryfield that they're gonna they're gonna get anything back that's worth what we're giving up to get those guys. Well, then people lose I- their jobs then. Well, then hell, then somebody gonna lose their job. I mean, uh, Monster.com got. Got applications and resumes available. Listen, man, I, I just I we on just we're just on two different sides of the, of the pendulum. You're right. I'm just not willing to keep bailing on talent to trade it in for new talent and just keep wash rinsing and repeating, man. That's just how I feel. Talk I got you, later, you Reggie. Bro. Hey, man, you you know I respect you and I appreciate your phone call. Thank you very much. And listen, that's the beautiful thing about baseball. You might be right, I might be right. Um, yeah. Hey. Opens up a phone line for you, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. It all begins with this question. When do you think the Royals are going to be good? Is it next year? If it's next year, well then, yeah, yeah. You don't want to move anybody. 
But if it's two years from now, 2025, that's when you got that, that's what you got circled. This is when we should be competing. Okay. Well, that'll be the penultimate season that you have Brady Singer under contract. Vinny Pasquantino will be about to turn 28, right? already into his prime. And who, who's at the center of, of being good in 2025? Who are those pitchers that you're surrounding with this talent? Singer? Okay. Maybe Chris Bubich has a great comeback, as we've seen plenty do after Tommy John surgery. Okay, listen. You might be right. But I just don't remember the Royals, as you put it, rinse and repeat. I, I, I don't remember them doing this. Uh, what we're talking about, trading Brady, trading Vitty, trading Salvi. I, I don't remember them doing that. Isn't that why uh, the previous general manager is no longer the general manager? Because you went all in on the core of Mondesi and Merrifield and Duffy and Santana and Dozier. Because you didn't abandon ship once you realized that Mondi and Dozier, that they weren't the guys, that that wasn't a championship core. Honestly, when have the Royals hit the eject button? Never, okay, going into 2018 when they let Haas and Kane walk? I, I, no, no. No, what I'm talking about is something similar, I guess, to trading everyone after 2015. Now, I wasn't in favor of that, and I'll, I'll never claim that I was. I thought we'd burn this place down if they traded Hosmer and Kane after the championship of 2015. But obviously, using the benefit of hindsight, that would have put this organization in a much better place than they are today. Again, I wouldn't have done anything differently, but you can learn from it. The thing that Tampa does so well, the thing that Cleveland does so well is evaluate their own talent. How many of these current Royals do you think are standing on the podium when Rob Manfred hands that championship trophy to John Sherman, how many of them? If the answer is fewer than 10, then we're at the beginning of the rebuild. And if you're at the beginning of the rebuild, man, I'm not trying to hear that uh, you know, this guy is untouchable. Now, Reggie, I'm with you. Bobby Witt Jr. right now has not performed at the level that I believe he ultimately will. So you're not going to get the type of return that that talent warrants. Same with MJ Melendez. But I think this is who Vinny is. A hitting machine, a leader in the clubhouse, a good defensive first baseman, but also a guy that's already dealt with a shoulder injury in the bigs. And a shoulder injury that the organization acted as if it wasn't surprising that they knew there was something going on inside that shoulder. So, yeah, yeah, a guy that's going to be pushing 30 by the time this team is good, yeah, I'm willing to move on from him. I hate saying it because he is 
my favorite player, well, Salvi, but he's my favorite guy to listen to inside that clubhouse, the favorite plate appearance to watch. The way that he just raked that double off of that lefty last night and then went down the first baseline looking at his dugout saying, yeah, they tried to bring in a lefty. They tried to shut me down, but I kept coming. I love Vinny Pasquantino, but I want to see the Royals win more. I'd love for him to be a part of it. I just don't see how it happens. 913-586-7610. We've been talking for 40 minutes straight. I got to take a quick timeout. We get right back to your thoughts after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Perez lifts it to right field, fairly deep. Santander back at the track, at the fence, leaps, and it's gone! He couldn't haul it in, and it lands in the Royals' bullpen. It's a two-run shot for Salvador Perez. And the Royals have cut the deficit to four. Royals were down by seven runs before their nine-hitter came to the plate. Down 8-1, to one, they battle all the way back to tie it up in the seventh inning as Kyle Isbell lays down the perfect safety squeeze bunt. And then two batters later, Bobby Witt Jr. plates Michael Massey and the Royals lead this game. And yet, they go on to lose by a final count of 13-10 to 10 as the Royals give away a free 90 feet 22 times nine walks three wild pitches five stolen bases a hit batsman a two base error and a balk 22 times they gave baltimore a team with the third best record in major league baseball keep in mind the royals had the second worst of course they lost this game they had no business being in this game the only reason they were in this game is because well because of the reasons why I think it's a good day. The reason why I'm smiling on this postgame show. Because of what Massey did. Because of what Isbell did. Bobby and Vinny. Michael Garcia. Solid days offensively. Solid days defensively. Add it all up. Sure, it's the 24th loss in game number 32, but... After you get punched in the face enough, it doesn't really hurt. Maybe that's just me. 913-586-7610. 
That's 913-586-7610. A special thanks to our sponsor for each and every one of these home games, Rawhide Harley-Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas. Now let's go to you guys. Let's hear what you think after this 13-10 loss at the hands of the Baltimore Orioles. Ray in Independence. You're on the postgame show. Go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Bernier. Yes, sir. Um, I just want to let you know that we are 4-16 and 16 as starting pitching. And that is our problem. We're not we're, – I mean, we're good at hitting. We're, we, like today. I mean, when you put up 10 runs – that's great. You know what? But the pitching staff is exactly horrible. Four and 16 starters, and that's where I'm at. It's like, it's all pitching. They're horrible. Yeah, now, I, I'm going to, you know what? Mr. Bernier, I've talked to you before many times, but you know what, Mr. This pitching staff is exactly the same that thing we had last year and the year before and the year before that. Now this year we have hitting. These guys are putting up runs, but you know lately, what? Lately. The pitching staff, yeah, I know lately, but the pitching staff is exactly what I, I've written down. Every, all of these is just ridiculous starting pitchers. You know, oh, great. Okay, Zach got his first win after how many times? Well, that wasn't his fault. After one, two, Drake three, four, pitched, five, six, yeah. seven. He got one win out of, after seven pitches. Yeah, okay. he should have had one before one, that. That's his offense. One, I fault. know that. I know that, mister. I, I know that, too, mister. I know that, Vern. I know that. But you know what? Lyles is zero. Agreed. Uh, Keller is uh, 50-50. Singer right now is 50-50. I'm sorry about Bubich. You know, I I know I love Bubich, but you know what? The pitching staff and even the relievers are like, how many times have we blown? Your, your Barlow, Barlow's lost two. Yeah, no, I got. I, I, yeah, we 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 can all go to the team statistic page. I appreciate the phone call, Ray. I, I yeah, we, we don't need to go through every pitcher's win loss record. Honestly, wins and losses. It's somewhat of an antiquated stat. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. The pitching is bad. The team is bad. It's a bad team. They're 8-24. and 24. There's nothing good about them. Now, you hope that the potential is there. You hope that the young talent on the team blossoms into quality big league talent, but it's not there yet. Yeah, the 10th blown lead loss of the season. Thanks for the phone call. 913-586-7610. My game notes are brought to you by Jay Southland Tow Service. Congratulations to Salvador Perez. We just heard Jake Eisenberg on the call. Salvi hitting his 100th career home run here at Kauffman Stadium. Second most in franchise history to... Do I even need to say? No. You guys know. The great George Brett. Salvi also passes... Royals Hall of Famer Mike Sweeney for the seventh most games played in franchise history. It's only a matter of time before the number 13 finds itself riding alongside the 5, the 10, and the 20. 913-586-7610. We go to Chris in Overland Park. Chris, thanks for the phone call. Go ahead. 
Hey, Vern, I just want to say, I mean, if Chapman would have had his release, Chapman clearly couldn't find his release point. And Chapman has looked like a stud the last week, it seems like. He goes out there and does his job like he normally would have. Everybody in town would be going, holy hell, the Royals are back. This is the team we all thought we were going to have. He just had a bad outing, you know. What do you do? I mean, you lose some games. This team's not going to win a lot of games. We know that. We still right. play damn good, though. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Chris. But, I think it was a good day. I'm with you. I'm happy. And uh, back to your point about the whole wash, rinse, repeat, you have to keep trying. We can't just live with, now ah, we've got eight wins. We'll be all right. You know, this is our core. Why not keep trying? We fired everybody in our scouting and development. So let these new guys, let's trade some guys, get some young guys in. Try it again. I'm with you. Chris, let's hang out, man, off the air. I appreciate it. Let's head out to Wichita, talk with Jim. You're on 610 Sports Radio. Jim, go ahead. Hey, Vern, good to hear from you again. We're yes, heading sir. back to Wichita. The, uh, you know, I've got, some, I've got an opinion here, and you probably don't agree with it, but I've got, I've got a team. My core is only about three or four guys, so we keep Salvi, we keep Vinny, we keep Isbell, and maybe Prado. And then everybody else just goes. You know, you've got to pick somebody. You've got to stick with some winners and people that have proven that they can actually come together. But here's where my really controversial opinion is, and I know you're not going to like this. MJ Melendez does not belong in the big leagues, and Bobby Wett Jr. is not ready yet. Wow. Okay. Well, any any uh, specific reason with, with either one of those two? Sure. So with with MJ, he can't play under pressure. Uh, you know, anytime he gets up, and you talked about this earlier tonight, when when the bats didn't matter, he hit well. When we had needed him to come through, he couldn't come through for us. Bobby is too. He thinks he's better than everybody else. We had some fielding errors tonight caused by him not backing off, not listening to his outfielders, and it's not the first time. So he's just a little bit too inconsistent. I just don't think he's quite ready yet. He's got a ton of talent, but he's still really young. Well thought out, Jim. I appreciate it. Thanks for the phone call. Royals lose 13-10. to 10. We take our final timeout. We're back with more after this. Firm's post-game show on your home for Royals baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show. Here's Royals insider Josh Vernier. 13 to 10, the final score. Royals come out on the losing side of things. Just an absolute mess of a ball game. An entertaining afternoon if you were one of the 11,000 in attendance. Royals fall behind 8 to 1, heading to the bottom of the third, and then they score eight unanswered. Come back and take the lead. Unfortunately, Aroldis Chapman walks or just gives stolen bases to anyone that wanted them, and two runs come across to score in the eighth, three more in the ninth, and that's your ball game, 13-10. to 10. 
Orioles take the series. I want to get to a few text messages, also a, a, a Twitter message here, which I think is a very good point from uh, Taco. Taco writes in and says, Vern, there's no rule that says the Royals can't trade Aroldis Chapman right now. And yes, it's 100% possible to get good players for a closer. See Jordan Alvarez. You just have to identify the right players. Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um. Yeah, you know what? Thanks for calling me out on that. It, yeah, it, it probably did come across like I'm giving the front office a free pass. It, you're right that they got to win a large majority of their trades. But when the caller asks, what am I expecting for Aroldis Chapman? I'm I'm not expecting Jordan Alvarez. I'm not expecting Glaber Torres, which is what the Yankees got for Chapman when they traded him to the Cubs back in 2016. Yeah, you're right. It, there are numerous instances of a two-month rental returning big gains for the team that parts with the reliever. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, fair point. No argument. Let's go to the J Southland Tow Service text line from the 816. Vern, why did that caller keep saying Mr. in a disrespectful tone? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he kept calling me Mr. <laughs> what Was it disrespectful? I, I didn't know if, uh, yeah, whatever. Hope he has a nice day. From the 913, Vern, the Royals didn't quit, even though they were down by eight, and that is a good sign. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to steal a line from Mad Men, that's what the money's for, right? Uh, that, that's why every month you get millions or thousands of dollars is, is to not quit. So, I, again, guys, it's, we've only played, they've only played 32 games. They're not getting credit for me for battling, for not quitting. Maybe in late August when it's 100 degrees out there and they're 50 games out of it. Okay, maybe then. Not right now. It was gorgeous out there today. What else would they rather be doing? They're playing baseball at a beautiful stadium on a beautiful day in front of fans that continue to support them. The least they can do is stay in it and battle. So no, no, no credit from me. Whatever that's worth. From the 913, Vern, what would it take for the Royals to throw some money around and try and improve the team this offseason? Well, I think that was the hope. The hope was we have an evaluation season. We have the campfire. We start to see the embers of Bobby and Vinny and MJ and Salvi. They start to get stoked by the talent of... Chris Bubich and Daniel Lynch and Drew Waters and Nick Prado and Michael Massey. And all of a sudden, we got a nice little fire going here. Yeah, and then this offseason, John Sherman and J.J. Piccolo pour gasoline on that fire with some free agent acquisitions. I think that's the hope, or that was the hope. But we're going to get to the end of this evaluation season, and there's going to be no Chris Bubich. We're hoping for the best with Daniel Lynch. I believe Brady Singer will turn it around. 
You guys know how I feel about Bobby and MJ and Vinny. I'm, I'm still a believer in them. I'm encouraged with what I saw from Michael Massey. So that, that's what's going to power me through the remaining 130 games is that on an individual basis, the evaluation season can still return positive results. Now, is it going to return enough positive results to push ownership to spend the type of money that this pitching staff will likely need to compete next year? I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. I hope the remaining 130 games see Bobby Witt Jr. go 30-30. That we watch Vinny Pasquantino end the season with a 900 OPS. That we see MJ Melendez cut down on the strikeout slightly and pick up on the power. That Michael Massey becomes that well-rounded Dirt bag that I believe him to be. A dirt bag being a term of endearment. I hope it happens. We'll see. The Oakland Athletics come to town as the two worst teams in Major League Baseball do battle. Starting tomorrow night, 7-10 for the first pitch. I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show starting at 6. Coming up next, After Hours with Dusty Lichen. Stay tuned. I'll talk to you tomorrow, live from Craft and Draft. Take care, Kansas City. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 